Hello, my friends. How's everyone doing? It's good to be here with you guys today. Life's been a little crazy lately, huh? I mean, I don't even know what tomorrow brings. I mean, only a fool knows what tomorrow brings, right? That's what the Bible says, but it's just been kind of crazy. I mean, what's been going on in our world and and how God's been moving, how people have been responding. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, it's been an amazing couple of weeks. And I'm excited. I know that might seem crazy to some of you, but I'm excited because I feel like God's getting ready to do something. Like he's getting ready to do something amazing. You know, it's been great the last few weeks. We've been able to go to the races. We've been able to support our team. We've been able to be with family and friends and, and doing what we love to do. I mean, last week in Glen Helen, it was, uh, it was amazing. I had so many parents, so many racers, so many kids just, just come up to Janine and I and, and just say, thank you so much. Thank you for fighting to get back to the races. Thank you for praying over my kids. Thank you for, for praying over me. I mean, even even some of the club members from Prospectors and, and of course, the National Grand Prix Championship Series and, and its leaders were just grateful. I'm going to tell you, that's confirmation for us that we're doing the right thing, that we're hearing from God, that God's leading us in, in the path that he wants us to be in, that we're walking with him. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of those, all of you guys, that praying for us, financially supporting us, allowing us to go and do what we do, you know, we couldn't do any of this if we didn't have a support team. We couldn't support these racers. We couldn't support and, and preach the gospel to a lost and hurting world if we didn't have your support. If we didn't have people bless us financially and people that, that prayed for us faithfully, there's no way that we could do what we do. And we're continually grateful. God has been good. And we are blown away by the doors that he has been opening in, in the off-road world. I just keep seeing God doing big things. I mean, we, we get to do life with some of the most incredible human beings in the world. I mean, we got some big marriages coming up. We, we have some counseling coming up. We, we have these things that, that God has laid on our hearts and these opportunities to be able to, 
show the love of Jesus. And again, all of that is because we are hearing God's voice. We are being obedient to the call. And tonight, we're going to keep talking about that. We're going to talk about what keeps us from hearing God's voice and how we can walk. How we can walk in such a way that we know that we know that we know that we're right where God wants us to be. Doing exactly what God wants us to be doing. It just goes to show you that the church really doesn't have four walls. If the last six months has taught me nothing, it's taught me that we are the church. The ecclesia, the people are the church. How we interact, how we pray together, how we fellowship together, break bread together, that's the church. I think the enemy tried to use COVID to shut down the church in America. But honestly, I think it just made it stronger. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but but I think we needed to tear down the walls. I think we needed to, to get out of ourselves and just allow God to move, allow God to be king. And I honestly believe that we're headed for one of the biggest revivals that America has ever seen. And it's because the church tore down the walls. That the church got out and walked and talked and moved. It spent time with people. That's what's changing lives. That's what's changing communities. It's the service that the church has been able to do. It's the outreach we've been able to do. The feeding, the comforting. It's changing lives. And I'm excited to be a part of that. I think God is on the move and, and I believe that he is speaking to his children now more than ever. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to hear from God in a powerful way? Today we're going to continue on this series on hearing the voice of God. And I want to share with you what Janine and I have been learning on, on what keeps us from hearing from the Trinity. What keeps us from hearing that still small voice? And what we can do to restore what we've lost. Let's start off with some of the things and the most common obstacles that keep us from hearing God's voice. What do you think the number one thing is? Anybody. Sin. Amen. That's right. Sin keeps us from hearing God's voice. Because what does sin do? It separates us from God. It's so important that if we struggle, if we fail, that we do our very best to get right with God as soon as possible. So we mitigate that separation. Sometimes we're just too busy 
to hear the voice of God. Sometimes it's, it's truly a lack of effort on our part. Sometimes it's a fear of man, a lack of knowledge, or, or even strong teaching. For some of us, it's a, it's a fear of being deceived. We don't want to hear the wrong voice. We're literally afraid that that still small voice in our head is not God. That's the enemy. We're going to talk about that. And finally, I believe the other thing that kills our ability to hear the voice of God is our lack of faith. Romans 10. This is uh, verses 13 through 17. It says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can you call on the one they have not believed? How then can you call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom, whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the word. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Amen. Faith comes from hearing the word. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. I'm going to get all nerdy on you for a second, but Strong's G189. Hearing. The Greek word is Akae. To hear, to, to have an audience. Faith comes from having that audience with the Father, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit. We have to hear and touch and feel the Word of God. The Logos, the, the written Word. That's the Bible. It's so important to our faith that, that we understand that, that we have to hear, that we have to have an audience with the Trinity, with the Bible. The written word is, is literally like an old friend, an old friend that comforts us. Then, when the message is heard or understood through the spoken or the rhema word, It increases our faith. Because we're in a place where, where we can hear and listen to what God is saying. I mean, this section in, in Romans 10 is talking about the written, the Logos word of God and also the Rima, the, the spoken word of God, the voice of God. 
And we need to get that. We need to understand that because it's so important to hear God's voice. James Gall says in his book, Hearing God's Voice Today, that that we need to see that the written word of God is like it's like manna. It's like manna from the Old Testament, right? And the manna would fall. And in the morning it would be like dew across the land. And as the dew dried up, the manna would be left behind. And the Israelites would go out every day. And they would gather the manna for them to eat that day. It was important that every day they went out and gathered the manna. Because the next day it wouldn't be any good. And if you tried to take too much, it would become wormy. So the manna is like the logos. It's like the written word of God. Every day we have to be in it. Every day we have to, to get filled. We have to get filled with the word of God. We have to be able to read it, to see it, to touch it every day. So that when God speaks to us, when he gives us a spoken word, we are ready. That our heart is in a place where we can receive it. Amen? I mean, to me, the most common obstacle in our life that keeps us from hearing from God is sin. Sean Boltz reminds us in his book, Translating God, that that the human with the greatest discernment, Jesus, he actually allowed Judas to be in his presence with the twelve. He knew who Judas was. He knew what was coming. And yet, he allowed Judas to be part of the twelve. Knowing his sin, And I'm telling you guys this tonight because I want you to realize that God loves us so much. For three years, Judas was in that group. You think Jesus let him do that because he knew what was coming and so it just had to happen? I truly believe Jesus the whole time loved him so much he was trying to turn him. Trying to get him to a place where where he would hear God's voice. They would understand what Jesus was saying. That actually encourages me as I feel that God will reach out to us constantly to bring us into his will. Into a place where, where we can hear his voice. Even when we're headed for shipwreck. He constantly reminds us to listen to what he has said. To listen to even what others have said about us. 2 Timothy 1, 18 through 19 says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, and so they have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. we got to be willing to fight 
through sin in our life. We have to be willing to, to remember the good things that people have said about us. To remember the encouraging words that we've been giving. God does not want us to be shipwrecked. God wants us to, to hear his voice. Because when we, when we put away shame, when we walk in the grace that is Jesus, it allows us to hear from God and respond with confidence. Because his word says in Romans eleven twenty nine, God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. You all need to hear that. You need, you need to be reminded of that. God's call is irrevocable. If you are in Christ, He's irrevocable. If He's called you to something, He's going to do whatever it takes to help you get to that place, to help you hear His voice. This is how I'm overcoming this obstacle. I'm walking away from shame. I'm walking in the grace that is Jesus. Not so I can sin, but so that I can have confidence that sin is no longer my master because I am in Jesus. I want you to have that confidence because when we are walking in that faith and that confidence, Sin no longer has much bearing in our lives. It doesn't hold that, that place that it used to. We want more. We want this deeper relationship with Father that, that is overwhelming, that is beautiful. And I want us all to walk in that together. You know, and I'm also seeing that a lot of us are struggling with, with the authority that we have in Christ. Not law authority, but the authority that God has given us to hear his voice and to prophecy in other people's lives. We got to get that because that is so important. It is so important for us to be able to have that confidence that authority that God has given us. And it was given to us at the cross. When we accept Christ as our Savior, God wants us to have authority. You know, sometimes we confuse the struggle in someone else's life with sin. We make quick judgments. Maybe, maybe we don't even see God's voice for their life. Or to check. We just, we just assume. We make assumptions and, and we have negative thoughts about other human beings that, that keeps us from speaking life into them. That keeps us from saying the thing that they need to hear the most. God uses his voice in our lives to encourage other people. When we are in tune with the Father's heart, 
we see that all of us need to hear from God. 1 Peter 1, 3-4 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Wow, that's awesome. We have to give up our judgmental heart. You guys hear that? If we're going to speak life into people's lives, we as Christians have to give up that judgmental heart. Do we condone sin? No. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that we aren't to be judges. We are not to be judgmental of others. We need to allow the knowledge of God's grace to flow through me, not to me. Let me say that again. We need to allow God's grace to flow through us, not to us. I am seeing that when I keep hold of grace so tight because of the sin in my own life or the perceived sin in someone else's life, that God cannot use me to speak life into anyone. We have to let go of these preconceived notions about other people because of their political, personal, spiritual convictions. In order for us to hear what the Spirit is saying, we have to submit to Jesus that He is Lord of all. And I mean all. If we want to hear God's voice, we have to submit to Jesus Christ as King of Kings. We can't hold on to little bits and pieces of our lives. We can't say, you know, God, I'm, I'm going to trust you with this part. But I'm going to keep this part because I don't want to let that go. That person that hurt me, I'm not forgiving them. That person that that doesn't live the way I want to live or, or lives better than I do. I'm not good with that right now. We have to let it go. We cannot have any preconceived notion and walk in faith in Jesus. Jeremiah 33, 2 through 3 says this. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made the earth the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. <laughs> call to me. The Lord is saying, call to me. And I'm going to talk to you. I'm going I'm to teach you unsearchable knowledge. I'm going to give you the wisdom of the world. Just call to me. Seek me. Wait for me to answer. Be silent after you pray. <laughs> I'm finding as I go on my walks that I can't even listen to praise music anymore because then I'm not hearing from God. I, I need to be able to just shut out 
the world. I, I'm, I'm keeping my headphones in so I don't hear noises as much. But as I pray, I want to be silent. I want to have moments of silence so that I can hear that still small voice. It's powerful. It's powerful to hear God's voice and know that you know that you know that God's speaking. I mean, are you finding time to call on the Lord? Are you getting alone? Are you in your prayer closet, on your walks, as you sit as a watchman at the lighthouse? If you want to hear from God, you have to practice. You have to ask and wait upon the Lord. Just like he said in Jeremiah, call on me and I will answer. I want to close tonight by reading a scripture in Psalms. I want you guys to just close your eyes. Can we do that? I just want us to close our eyes and just listen for the Lord as I read this. I want you to become expectant of God's voice. We have to be willing to make mistakes. We have to be willing to question what we hear. But it's even more important to learn how to listen. This is Psalms 29, 3-9. through nine. This is powerful. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf. Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory. Glory. Glory to God. When you guys are struggling, when you're not hearing the voice of God, read this. Call out to him as in Jeremiah. I want you to long to hear the Father. I want us all to do whatever it takes to begin to hear his voice because when the church is going forth acting on what we are hearing in the Rima word and we're confirming it with the logos or the written word, we're going to move mountains for the kingdom. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we call out to you. 
We call out to you, Father God, to hear your voice. To hear you, Father God, speak life into us. Help us, Father God, to, to hear what you have to say. So, Lord God, if you ask us, we can speak life into others. Help us, Lord God, to be, to be ready in season and out of season. Help us, Father God, to be able to hear your still, small voice. Lord God, I ask right now for any obstacles in anyone's lives that's listening right now to be removed by the precious blood of Jesus. Heal, revive, and restore by the precious blood of Jesus. Forgive us, Father God, and help us walk in faith. Help us be renewed, Father God, in your spirit. Help us, Father God, to be able to hear your voice. Blot out the noise of this world, Lord. Blot out the cry of the wicked. And I pray, Father God, that we hear you. We call out to you, Lord. And we cannot wait to hear your voice. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Listen, if there's anything we can do, if you're struggling or you're questioning this message, reach out. Hit us up. I mean, Team True Racing on Facebook, Instagram, teamfearnot.com. J2nd at yahoo.com Do not be alone. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. Mm -hmm.